welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including a celebration of college basketball March Madness style. Duke and Carolina have their regular season rematch tomorrow night in Durham. I will see you there, Cameron Crazies, at Cameron Indoor Stadium, 6 o'clock tip, ESPN. Hall of Fame coach Roy Williams will be among our guests on today's show. In his case, in hour number three, we have a three-hour free-for-all Friday celebration for you that will touch upon a lot of NFL. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady in the headlines. The Panthers made a big trade this week. Washington is letting its star left tackle Trent Williams seek a trade. He reportedly wants to be the highest paid offensive tackle in all the land, maybe at $20 million a year. The Panthers are bringing in a well-known quarterback guru named George Whitfield. If you don't know that name from over the last decade as he has worked with many college and pro QBs, he's also the dude who worked with Cam Newton way back when Cam was coming out of Auburn preparing for the NFL draft, only to be selected, of course, at number one overall by your Carolina Panthers. Cam, for now, is still wearing that uniform, so to speak. Darren Gant with the news earlier this week, George Whitfield will be roaming the hallways of the Panthers complex moving forward as Cam's status for next season remains up in the air to a degree because he's still recovering from foot surgery. Roy Williams, third hour. Dallin Cuff is going to help us celebrate college basketball from ESPN and the ACC Network. Former College Hoops player, now an outstanding analyst. He will actually be hosting Super Blue Saturday tomorrow at Devil's Craft House on the Duke campus. The doors will open at noon for that. You can go for the fun, hang out with Dallin, stay to watch the game, free admission, free food, giveaways, pop a shot tournament, all sorts of cool stuff. Roy Williams of the Tar Heels third hour, Dallin Cuff will drop by as well. We will see you at Cameron again, the tip, six o'clock or so on ESPN proper. Allah Abdel Nabi has played in the Duke Carolina rivalry. Of course, a star big man for the Devils under Mike Krzyzewski long ago. He now calls NBA games for a living, among other things. Allah, second hour. Roy Williams, third hour. Dallin Cuff of the ACC Network, third hour as well. As we, of course, allow you to jump in with your questions, comments, and complaints throughout the show, really. But with the guests later, hour number one is a great time for you to steer our ship, as we like to say on Free For All Friday. It is the one and only show each week where we follow your lead. You pick the topics, steer us away from whatever you're tired of, steer us toward whatever you think we should be talking about, maybe some something that's been burning a hole in your sports soul for a long time. Maybe something you wanted in on this week, Monday through Thursday, but the lines do tend to be jammed here on the statewide syndicated David Glenn Show. We appreciate your patience, and we created the most popular sports radio platform ever invented, Free For All Friday, with your participation in mind. So if you got those long waits, if you got those busy signals Monday through Thursday, chime in and steer us to your corner of the sports universe. Right now, you can dial in one 800 849-2761. Hall of Fame coach Roy Williams again will kick off hour number three. Steph Curry is back in the NBA after his long injury-related layoff. 
The Lakers are adding another player for their stretch run. There are two head-to-head -head matchups among what I and most other NBA observers believe are the three best NBA teams. So you'll get a chance to see, for example, the Lakers against the Clippers. You'll get a chance to see the Bucks against the Lakers. Two of the three head-to-head -head matchups against each other this weekend. Obviously, March Madness is pointing in every direction. It's not only Duke and Carolina tomorrow night in that regular season rematch. It's Wake visiting NC State tonight. Kevin Keats has the Wolfpack on the bubble, but if he can win tonight and maybe get two more wins at the ACC tournament next week, the latter of which would carry some weight, it would be against the top four seed at the ACC tournament, then he should feel comfortable, I think, on Selection Sunday. If he does not win his next three, well, then you're just biting your fingernails bubble style on Selection Sunday, and that did not work out well for the Wolfpack a year ago at this time. Bubble watch for NC State. Coaching carousel watch for Wake Forest fans. Danny Manning, of course, in year six, is about to complete his, his fifth losing season in his six years. He did take them to that one NCAA tournament appearance a few years ago. That's what got him the big lucrative contact contract extension that's why he has an expensive buyout if wake does indeed pull the trigger on that check our story at accsports.com for details on the conversations between danny manning's agent and wake forest officials trying to negotiate some of the details of the buyout when it comes to that with a loss at state tonight rare friday night action to close the acc season for some of these teams with a loss at state tonight the deacons will be 13 and 17 that's tied for last in the acc in overall record uh Six and 14 would be their conference mark, also tied for last in the ACC. 1-800-849-2761. If you want in on the coaching carousel, the bubble watch, Duke Carolina part two, congratulations to Lavelle Moten and NC Central. Not only did the Eagles get revenge on rival North Carolina A&T from their loss earlier in the regular season, NCCU clinched the MEAC regular season title and the number one seed in next week's MEAC tournament. That is the fourth regular season championship for the Eagles in the last seven seasons under the former star player for NC Central, Lavelle Moten, of course, now their distinguished head coach. They still must win the MEAC tournament. That's still a dream for the Aggies as well. Next week in Norfolk to grab that MIAC automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. Meanwhile, the first auto bids will be earned this weekend in college basketball. Whereas we're headed to Greensboro next week for the ACC tournament, and most other leagues have their crowns uh, waiting for their champions next week, next weekend. There are a handful of leagues, including the Big South here in our backyard. The Southern Conference will crown its tournament champion on Monday night here in lovely Asheville, North Carolina. There will be the first official entries to the NCAA tournament as I think it's six different leagues are handing out those bids or having them earned, better put. Gardner-Webb in the Big South semis from our backyard. Remember, Tim Kraft took the running Bulldogs to their first ever in school history NCAA tournament just one year ago. Western Carolina under Mark Prosser, UNC Greensboro under Wes Miller, two of the contenders in the Southern Conference. Those two get underway in the quarterfinals 
finals of the SOCON tournament tomorrow in Asheville as they again will crown their champion on Monday night. You look all over the country. It's not only Duke and Carolina getting together here, Wake and State tonight. It is in the Big 12, Kansas at Texas Tech. In the SEC, it's Kentucky, Florida. In the uh, ACC, you also have Louisville at UVA. In the Pac-12, Stanford against Oregon. In the Big 10, Ohio State, Michigan State. In the Big East, Seton Hall, Creighton. There are clashes of heavyweights everywhere you look as the big leagues come down the stretch of their regular seasons. 1-800-849-2761 would be your ticket into the program. The PGA Tour is in Orlando for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed among the leaders there as round two continues. The NASCAR boys are in Phoenix this weekend with the big race on Sunday afternoon. Meanwhile, the coronavirus has sporting events being postponed or canceled all over the world, including in the United States. Other games are being played without fans in attendance as that scary story continues to unfold. One more from college basketball off the court. The Kansas Jayhawks have responded to the NCAA case against them that is based largely, remember, on that FBI look into bribery scandals involving basketball recruits, etc., uh, Adidas employees and consultants were prosecuted criminally by the FBI. Kansas happens to be kind of the flagship partner of Adidas. 14-year contract worth almost $200 million. The Jayhawks responded officially today to that NCAA scandal case. And at least one argument they are using is being used by NC State here in our backyard as the Wolfpack is still dealing with that Dennis Smith Jr. scandal and its own case with the NCAA. We'll get to all of that to whatever degree you like or not. Why do I say that? Well, you're steering the ship. Roy Williams, third hour, the Hall of Fame coach of the Tar Heels as Carolina visits Duke tomorrow. Dallin Cuff of ACC Network as he comes to town. Check him out tomorrow at Devil's Craft House on the Duke campus. Doors open at noon. Come for the fun stay to watch the game free admission free food cool giveaways and of course the watch party as the Tar Heels visit the Blue Devils Ala Abdul Nabi will drop by in less than 60 minutes former Duke big man on the NBA and college basketball and other things you can be next with your question comment complaint prognostication get something off your chest steer us away from what you're tired of it is free for all Friday it is March Madness there's a lot of stuff going on in the NFL the NBA the NHL where the Carolina Hurricanes lost again last night and are approaching a danger zone of sorts if they're not already in one. College baseball is ramping up with conference play, for example, among ACC teams. We have a lot of great college baseball teams here in our backyard with, among others, the Wolfpack, the Blue Devils, the ECU Pirates in the national top 25 rankings, Wake and Carolina among the other good teams as well. The league has loaded the ACC in baseball, even as it is not quite as loaded as usual in men's basketball. The ACC Women's Tournament continues as we speak in Greensboro. Louisville and NC State are two of the best in the nation on the women's side. You can take uh, you can jump in on any of the topics that I mentioned, but you can also steer us elsewhere. That's how Free For All Friday works. 1-800-849-2761. We have calls, callers lighting up the phone lines across our great state, and they are all picking different topics. I like when that happens. That is the spirit of Free For All Friday. Exercise your freedoms by dialing 1-800-849-2761. That's how you could be next on The David Glenn Show.
Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out and right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. My grandmother, I'm going to buy you this big car and this big house and, and get you out of this neighborhood. And she said, well, all of that is important. She said, but I understand this. The two most important days of your life is the day that you were born and the day that you figure out why. And when you leave this earth, if people remember you as a basketball player, then you've done a poor job of living. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Pearls of wisdom from NC Central coach Lavelle Moton, who just clinched another MEAC regular season title with his Eagles last night by beating arch rival North Carolina A&T. More pearls of wisdom from another legendary coach, the Hall of Famer Roy Williams, joins us live in hour number three today. You could be a part of the same show that will also feature a Hall of Fame coach, Roy Williams, by dialing right now, 1-800-849-2761. Noah has March Madness on his mind. Jonathan in Wilmington has the struggling Carolina Hurricanes and some hockey on his mind. A lot of folks have Danny Manning or others on the coaching carousel on their minds. The Wolfpack on the NCAA tournament bubble. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are among the NFL headlines as we speak. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Allah Abdul Nabi, former Duke big man on the NBA and college hoops next hour. Roy Williams, third hour. Dallin Cuff of the ACC Network will drop by to help us celebrate March Madness as well. But right now, you are steering the ship. 1-800-849-2761. I've brought a lot to the table on the week that was and the weekend to come, even beyond basketball and the NFL. We'll get to those as we get to your calls. Noah is in Clayton and gets things rolling on Free For All Friday. Welcome to the program. Go right ahead. Thanks, DG. Longtime fan of the show. Thank you, sir. What's going on? So, uh, big-time Duke fan. This season's been pretty, you know, exciting at times and even disappointing with, you know, losses to SFA and to, to Wake, but um, kind of a confusing Duke team. I feel like they come out really slow a lot. Uh, at times, it seems like they don't even want to play basketball, but they've beaten, you know, Kansas, Michigan State. Yep. What, are you, what are your odds for them making the Final Four in a national championship push this season? That's funny. That's a good question because in today's world, you can actually specifically look up, like, exactly a numerical odd. It wouldn't be from mine, from my brain necessarily, but, for example, ESPN's BPI <laughs> happens to say, seriously, there's a 35.8% chance that the Blue Devils make the Final Four this year. You can actually look up these percentages these days. Now, that's just a formulaic approach to things. I think your assist assessment is actually a good one, Noah. You have obviously seen a lot of Duke teams. I watched all five Duke NCAA title teams, and I am 100% sure of the following statement. None of those five had February or early March struggles the way this team did. So if you're dreaming of a national championship at Duke, it's going to have to be the road less traveled. Hurley and Hill and Leitner did not have ugly losses to unranked teams in the middle of February, the way the Wolfpack or that the Blue Devils just had three of them. Uh, you know, not so bad to lose against UVA in Charlottesville, but by 22 at State and by double digits at Wake, those are red flags that Mike Shashevsky's best teams simply did not have so many of come February or March. Now, you see the same high ceiling that I see. I mean, I'm filling out my All-American ballots and my All-ACC ballots as we speak. Some of them are due this weekend. 
and Trey Jones and Vernon Carey Jr. are two of the five best players in this league. And if you have two of the five best players, you could certainly beat anybody in Greensboro next week, especially when you have Mike Krzyzewski pulling the strings. And if you have two All-Americans, well, then you can beat anybody. As you said, they beat Kansas. They beat Michigan State. I've said to a lot of folks, a team like Virginia probably has a higher floor than Duke, meaning UVA is not going to lose at the NCAA tournament because the Cavaliers lay an egg. Or as the Devils have had problems with, you know, sometimes Cassius Stanley and Matthew Hurt and Wendell Moore look like superheroes at home, and then they're invisible on the road. UVA doesn't ride that roller coaster. Neither does Florida State, really. So UVA and Florida State have higher floors. They are less likely to be shocked because they're just not themselves on a given day. The Blue Devils, as we've seen, are vulnerable. As crazy as this sounds, when Carolina visits Duke, Remember, Duke is near the top of the ACC. Carolina is tied for dead last. It's the Heels who have won three in a row, and it is the Devils who have lost three of their last five. I mean, that just sounds upside down, right, given the narratives of the season with Duke being in the national top ten pretty much the whole time and the Tar Heels, uh, after a fairly quick start, just completely crashing to earth. Now it's the Heels on a little bit of a roll, the Devils having lost three of five, but quick reminder, those three losses were all on the road. So the heels are not going to get the squeamish version of the Devils tomorrow at Cameron. You know, that was at State. That was at Wake. That was at UVA. Duke, of course, came back to win that overtime thriller in Chapel Hill. They are a heavier favorite tomorrow night in Durham for those reasons. Good Duke can beat anybody and make the Final Four. Bad Duke, especially on the road, and we'll see how it works on neutral sites next week in Greensboro. After that in the NCAA tournament, bad Duke could lose in the round of 32. That's just the reality. And that's not just my opinion. When you hear Coach K after games, sometimes a little less patient, sometimes just a little testy, even telling some Duke fans what they should and shouldn't do on social media, the right way to be a Blue Devils fan and all that stuff, when he gets tight that way, it's because, and he channels it through his own transparent comments, we need to play older. 28 and 30 games into a freshman season, you're not allowed to look like a freshman anymore. Vernon Carey Jr. hasn't looked like a freshman all year. That's why he's going to be, I think, the ACC Player of the Year and an All-American. The other freshmen, sometimes yes, sometimes no. 30 games in, you just can't do that if you want to make another run at what would be a sixth national title for the Blue Devils. So BPI says the Devils have a 35.8 chance at the final 4% chance. My eyeball test would say it's a little lower than that. And for anybody curious, the only other teams in that neighborhood, Kansas and Gonzaga, are the only other two teams that the BPI computer says have roughly the same or slightly better in Kansas's case chance of getting to the Final Four this year. 1-800-849-2761. I will give you two crazy stats about Duke Carolina as we go to Jonathan and Wilmington and other phone callers. It is free for all Friday. Hall of Famer Roy Williams is later. Allah Abdel Nabi and Dallin Cuff are going to drop by as well. NFL, NBA, NHL, and other things to go, go with, of course, a lot of March Madness today. You ready for this? In the 40-year Mike Krzyzewski era in Durham, there are 48 wins for the Blue Devils and 46 wins for the Tar Heels. That's how close it is. You've seen those other stats about how over decades both sides have 
almost the same number of wins and even almost the same number of points, Blue Devils versus Tar Heels. Just in the 40 years of Coach K, 48 wins for the Devils, 46 wins for the Tar Heels as Carolina tries to get a difficult road win tomorrow and as the Blue Devils try to continue to look a little bit better after that scary three out of four loss stretch that they had not long ago. Here's the other crazy one. Do you know the last time Duke and Carolina played a game in which either neither team was in the national rankings? In your lifetime, Darren Vaught, producer of this program, representing the 20s and 30-somethings. Intern Will is with us, the first voice you hear if you dial 1-800-849-2761. Do you believe in your lifetime whether the Blue Devils and the Tar Heels have ever played a basketball game against each other in which neither one was ranked? Not one or the other, not both, but neither one was ranked. I don't think it's happened in my lifetime. I was born late 89. You are correct. Would you like to take a stab at the next one? In my lifetime, <laughs> have the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils ever played a head-to-head men's basketball game in which neither one was ranked? All right, you would have to go back to... Easy, easy. <laughs> way, way, way back. Uh, if, if so, it would have been... I mean, you would have had to have been pretty young. Answer is no. Wow. Not in easy. Easy with that wow. Not in your <laughs> not in your lifetime, not in my lifetime. The last time they played each other in a game when neither was ranked was February 27th, 1960. 1960. That is a crazy crazy stat to go with all the other crazy crazy stats. As we have an unconventional season where the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils are doing battle with the heels near the bottom and the Devils near the top. But it didn't turn out to be a disappointment in Chapel Hill. Now, was it? Carolina had it, and then the Blue Devils snatched it away. First, that Trey Jones crazy free throw post post free throw bucket to send it to OT. And then Wendell Moore Jr., the freshman, got that final bucket right near the buzzer to give the Devils the 98-96 overtime victory at the Smith Center. I will see you at Cameron tomorrow for the rematch. 1-800-849-2761. Jonathan wants in from the beach. Gary wants in from Wilson. Others want in from the mountains. You can chime in from Greenville or the Triad or the Triangle or Charlotte. We have callers from D.C. and Virginia and South Carolina all the time. Roy Williams, Hall of Fame coach, live in about 90 minutes. Ala Abdelnabi will join us live in about 30 minutes. Dallin Cuff of the ACC Network will join us roughly two hours from now, before and after and in between. It's your free-for-all Friday phone calls. We have a lot more on March Madness. Why are Peyton Manning and Tom Brady among the NFL headlines right now? Steph Curry has returned to the NBA after missing a whole bunch of time with his injury. College baseball, the NHL, NASCAR, the PGA Tour, the coronavirus are all in the sports headlines as well. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can steer our ship to your preferred corner of the sports universe. That's next on the David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to 
David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Roy Williams, Hall of Famer from the Tar Heels, heading to Durham to take on those Devils again. He'll drop by live in 90 minutes, a la Abdul Nabi on the NBA and March Madness in 30 minutes. Dallin Cuff of the ACC Network will be with us as well. Duke, Carolina, that's tomorrow. Wake visits NC State, that's tonight. Your calls now, not just on March Madness, but Free For All Friday means you can steer us wherever you would like to take us. I mentioned Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. As we go to Jonathan in Wilmington, who actually has hockey on his mind, many others, the coaching carousel, the bubble watch, or other college basketball, 1-800-849-2761. Gary wants in on March Madness as well. There's a report that ESPN is offering 18 to 20 million dollars per year to Peyton Manning to serve as the lead analyst on Monday Night Football. Some of the reports say that ESPN also is trying to lure Al Michaels, the legendary broadcaster now with NBC, to ESPN to pair up with Peyton Manning in the Monday Night Football booth. Manning already does that documentary series on ESPN Plus called Peyton's Places. So you saw the news not long ago, Tony Romo, Paid $18 million roughly to stay with CBS per year. That was a number that was exceeded, I believe, significantly only one time in Tony Romo's entire NFL career did he make significantly more as a quarterback than he is about to make moving forward while staying with CBS. Peyton Manning is getting an even bigger offer than that, according to reports. Why is Tom Brady in the headlines? Well, Vegas sportsbooks have posted odds on TB12's first snap of the 2020 season, which, of course, is many months away. As you'd all guess, the Patriots are the heavy favorite in Betting terminology, they are the one to two favorites. You don't get much if you're right. The next six teams are the Titans, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Niners, the Colts, and the Bucks. In the eyes of Vegas, those are the next most likely possibilities. Your Carolina Panthers, in case you were wondering, are listed at 100 to 1, whereas I share the consensus that it's hard to bet against Brady staying with the only NFL team he has ever known. There was an intriguing report this week by the Boston Herald in which they said Brady and Tom Bel- uh, Brady and Bill Belichick, the Patriots head coach, had their first man-to-man phone call with free agency approaching. Tom officially is about to become a free agent. It's like March 16th or so before anybody can talk to him or his agent can talk to other teams. you got to follow the NFL calendar when it comes to such things. Apparently on Tuesday of this week, Belichick and Brady spoke by phone, and according to the Boston Herald's source, the phone call, quote, did not go well. What does that mean? We don't entirely know, but Tom Brady's future hanging in the balance as Peyton Manning may be returning to football in a different capacity. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Jonathan Wilmington, I think, is speaking on behalf of a lot of Kaniacs as he chimes in and steers us to the hockey world. What's going on, Jonathan? Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Sure. I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on with our our hurricanes. I mean, we've been on this horrible downward spiral as of late, Um, you know, trying to figure out what we can do to come back to be the the team that we need to be in and get some of these wins. I mean, I think next, like 13 out of the next 15 games or something like that are, are against 
you know, the same division team, again, or same conference, we have got to start getting these wins if we're going to make a playoff push. But I'm really thinking that we should have picked up a, a goalie off, you know, before the trade deadline because with Mrazek out, Reimer out, you know, Mrazek's probably going to be coming back soon, but I think these young goalies just aren't, aren't helping us on the back end. Not that we're doing very much to stop it yeah. from our defense either. So. Yeah, I think you're putting your finger on probably the number one talking point among NHL media. I saw, of course, last night was the Canes' only national TV game of the regular season. They go to Philly. They face one of the hottest teams in hockey, and they kind of predictably, because Philly is extra good at home, the Canes predictably lose 4-1. to one. That's eight straight wins for the Flyers, who have gone so soaring past almost everybody in the Metropolitan Division. Mike Milbury, one of the between-period and after-game commentators for NBC Sports Network, said he, too, as a former NHL player and coach, was surprised that the Canes, who did make some trade deadline transactions, of course, did not really do so to address goaltending, even though it was, you know, the emergency backup goaltender. Sad trivia answer. Who's the last guy to have a win for the Canes? In goal, sad answer, David Ayers, the emergency backup goaltender in Toronto. The Canes have lost four straight and five of their last six overall. So David Ayers is sadly the correct answer to that question. Milbury said he was surprised that Don Waddell and Tom Dundon did not make a move for a goaltender. I think part of the reasoning for the Canes was that they believe Mrazek will be back soon. And they just hoped that Anton Forsberg, who has some NHL experience, and Ned, the call, the call up from the, the Charlotte as well, uh, also has some NHL experience. He thought that they could hold the fort while Mrazek is on a short-term injury list, and maybe Reimer is out significantly longer than that, his backup. Uh, that has not proven to be the case so far, but I would actually prioritize it, Jonathan. I think the Canes' defense is the number one problem. Then you get to goaltending, and then you get to whatever else you want to give the bronze medal. Because without Dougie Hamilton out and that he's been out for a while with his broken leg but now out with Brett Pesci announced just this week he just had so shoulder surgery he of course will not be back this season even if they made the playoffs that's a long-term recovery for major shoulder surgery when you're missing two of your top three defensemen in the NHL you're usually in trouble that's not unique to the Carolina Hurricanes. Take two of the top three defensemen off of any team that you might know well or like or dislike Take away two of their top three. Who are you sending out there to deal with the most skilled players on the other team? You're sending out, when it's your choice at home, you're sending out your first defensive pairing and your second defensive pairing. Well, guess what? Dougie Hamilton was one of the best defensemen in the NHL this year prior to his injury. Like, seriously, you made the All-Star game, of course, but statistically speaking, some of the number crunchers said that he was one of the four best defensemen in the entire league this year. And that's weighing everything, not only his brilliance offensively, which is obvious, but they factored defense in as well. And he was like number two, I think, among a hundred and some NHL defensemen. You don't just feel a small bump in the road when you lose your best defenseman. So you still have Jacob Slavin, and for a while you still had Brett Pesci. Now Brett, Brett Pesci is out. So two of the top three you send out there to make life a little less complicated for your emergency backup goalie or your Charlotte Checkers call-ups, two of your top three are not available. And the other guys aren't chopped liver, but they're not special either. Jacob Slavin is a special defenseman, and he's still playing, of course. But everybody else, you know, 
Who's the best? You could argue Joel Edmondson sometimes, Trevor Van Riemsdyk sometimes, Hayden Fleury sometimes, Jake Gardner sometimes. Uh, th there's just no easy answer for Rod Brindamore in that six-man defensive core right now. That's the reality. The Canes are officially in a danger zone, losing four straight and five of six. What do they need to, need to turn it around while well, getting healthy is part of the answer. That's an impossibility in the short term. What else can they do? They can beat teams like the Islanders, who are next up. And then I don't remember. I don't have the full schedule in front of me, but this is an extension of the road trip, right? So if you lose to the hottest team in hockey, Philly, again, eight straight wins for the Flyers, that's not reach for the panic button type stuff. The Islanders are one of the teams that you're fighting for one of the last spots in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. I've painted it this way, and it's not, it's not a numeric determination. It's just a likelihood in my eyes. There are four teams fighting for the final two Eastern Conference playoff spots. The Canes, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets have all sorts of injuries. You just have to – they have more than the Canes do. So maybe they just keep sliding. The Rangers have been surging, and you play the Islanders tomorrow afternoon. So what do you got to do? You got to beat these teams that are more like you. It's one thing to lose to Dallas when the Stars were the hottest team in the NHL. We were there when they lost to Colorado. The Avalanche were one of the hottest teams in the NHL. At Philly, nobody's beating the Flyers in Philly this year, especially when their young goalie Carter Hart is in between the pipes. When you get the Islanders or the Rangers – who have beaten the Canes like a drum this year, for the most part. When you get the Islanders tomorrow afternoon, it's a little matinee uh, against the Islanders tomorrow because they have a matinee against the Penguins on Sunday. The Penguins have been struggling. The Islanders might be your number one competitor for one of those final Eastern Conference playoff spots. You got to turn it around while less than full strength. The good news, the Islanders and the struggling version of the Penguins, not nearly as scary as the Avalanche or the Stars or beating the Flyers in Philadelphia. It's an important weekend. You know, we're past the three-quarter pole in the NBA and in the NHL. And that's why it is getting late in the game. As Coach K says with his Blue Devils, we played too many games for you to look young. That applies in the NHL and the NBA as well. You've played too many games for you to say, well, we have time to turn this around. No, not anymore. You don't really have time. The only silver lining for the Canes is that when you look at the standings, they're a little bit misleading because some teams have played like four more games than the Canes have. So if you're four points behind a team, but they've played four more games than you, well, you still kind of control your destiny there, right? You're going to eventually play the same amount of games as they will. And if you win the ones in the interim, well, it doesn't look quite as bad when you glance at the standings. So factor that in when you look at the bottom line points total. The Canes, for whatever scheduling reason, just have played significantly fewer games than some of the teams that they are chasing. At the Islanders tomorrow at 1, at the Penguins Sunday at 1.30. Back to March Madness with your phone calls. More on the NFL as well. The Panthers are bringing in a well-known quarterbacks guru who has worked with Cam Newton in the past. Darren Gant, friend of the program, broke that news this week. Meanwhile, they've traded away young offensive lineman Trey Turner for a veteran left tackle, Russell Okung, and not all Panthers fans were on board with that. Most of the highest-profile NFL players have been voting against 
the proposed collective bargaining agreement. But some fairly high-profile guys came out just in the last 24 hours and said they will be voting yes. Remember, seven-day window, 2,000-plus members of the NFLPA eligible to vote. It only takes one more yes than no for the NFL to get labor peace all the way through the 2030 season. We will not have that answer by Monday, by the way. They said that announcement will come roughly one week from now. 1-800-849-2761. Quick reminder to basketball fans, as we come back to your calls on the other side, 1-800-849-2761. If you are in Greensboro for the ACC tournament, stop by Reed's Jewelers on Thursday, March 12th, that's next Thursday, and visit with three-time Citizen Naismith Trophy winner Ralph Sampson. The seven foot four UVA legend will be on site at Reed's Jewelers in Greensboro, signing autographs from 5.30 to 7 p.m. And with your purchase of a Citizen watch, you'll get a limited edition autographed gift as well. Reed's is located at 1612 Highwoods Boulevard in Greensboro. Citizen watch, proud sponsor of the Citizen Naismith College Player of the Year Awards. Ralph Sampson, next Thursday, Reed's Jewelers in Greensboro. Autographs from 5.30 to 7 p.m. 1-800-849-2761. We're headed to Greensboro next week, but we're headed to Duke, Carolina tomorrow. More on that and other March Madness matchups with more of your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you really? Also, it was fun. Got about an hour of sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to <laughs> go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. David Glenn Show, Roy Williams, Hall of Famer from North Carolina, will join top of hour three today. Heels visiting the Devils, of course. One more crazy fun fact with that in mind as we come back to your statewide and beyond phone calls. It is free for all Friday. You pick the topics, of course. We've brought a lot of March Madness to the table to go with our NFL, NBA, NHL, NASCAR, PGA, coronavirus, college baseball, and other topics. You can be next with yours at 1-800-849-2761. One more crazy fun fact. Last time Duke and Carolina played each other, I told you earlier, when neither was ranked, 1960. Of course, the streak continues because the Devils are, as usual, high in the rankings, even as the Tar Heels are not. The last time an ACC championship game was played, meaning the ACC tournament final, with neither Duke nor Carolina in the game, was not in intern Will's lifetime. It was 1996. That is 24 years ago. In other words... The Devils or the Heels are either winning the ACC tournament title or they are the runner-up every single year for truly decades. That's insane. One more insane number to go with one of America's most popular and celebrated sports rivalries. Side note, recent DG Show guest and longtime friend of the program, Dave Odom, was the winning coach in 1996 as Wake Forest won that ACC title and there was neither Duke nor Carolina to be found on that championship Sunday back then. Runner-up was Georgia Tech under recent DG Show guest and longtime friend of the program, Bobby Kremens. Those guys are broadcasters. They're old dudes. 
24 years ago, the last time an ACC championship game happened with neither Duke nor Carolina as one of the participants. Just crazy, crazy stuff as they go back at it head-to-head tomorrow at Cameron Indoor Stadium. I will see you there. Gary's in Wilson and next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Yes, David. Uh, I wanted to say that I watched the Central A&T game last night and was very impressed. It was great fun to watch because there was such a uh, wonderful atmosphere in the building. Great crowd. And congratulations to Central. Uh, the two teams had very contrasting styles. A&T on offense was pretty much a dribble and create your shot team. And Central really passed the ball extremely well from player to player. Yeah. I think that's eventually why they won. And Cameron Langley had 12 assists alone for Central in addition to 18 points. So uh, I think the passing game won out over the dribbling game. Yeah, it did. And in Greensboro earlier this year, the Aggies really put it to the Eagles, as uh, Lavelle Moten described on our show earlier this week. I mean, it was A&T convincingly over Central earlier this year when they got together in Greensboro. It was Tuck, you know, nip and tuck for a while last night. I watched that game as well. National TV, ESPNU. Great to see an Aggie Eagle basketball classic get that kind of exposure. So you're right. The Eagles style won out this time. Congrats to Lavelle Moten and Central. That is their fourth regular season title in the last seven seasons. And of course, they're trying to get their fifth NCAA bid in the last seven seasons. Uh, Four straight it would be for Lavelle and Central if they go to Norfolk, Virginia and grab that automatic bid at the MEAC tournament. Of course, Central already knows that at worst it'll go to the NIT because regular season champions that do not make the big dance do get an automatic bid in the NIT if they fail to win their conference tournament. Of course, Lavelle and the guys want to grab another title in Norfolk next week. Many of these other conferences are determining their champions this weekend. More on that, Ala Abdel Nabi on the NBA and college hoops next. Rob Schneider joining us on the David Glenn Show. When they try to have three days of the NFL draft on TV, my friends said, hey, you going to watch the NFL draft? That's like getting excited about a strip club that's still under construction. <laughs> like you see that building over there in a couple of months? There's going to be some breasts in there. You're listening to the David Glenn Show.